Well, Ulysses, uh, on the bright side, the Rays scored more than a run. On the downside, uh, another one-run loss, this time to the Boston Red Sox on the road in their third-to-last game of the regular season. There are positives, and we will cover them. But again, people, it's about keeping players healthy right now. We've talked about this. These are meaningless games, and we will explain why right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, I was uh, blindsided a little bit because I checked the score of the Rays-Red Sox game and I saw that the Rays were up three nothing. Like, okay, they got this in the bag. And then before you know it, it's four to three. And then before you know it, the game's over. What the hell, guys? I know it's, it doesn't really, I guess, matter at the end of the day. But um, it's I, I would at least like to see a couple wins. Uh, you know, it's a good showing before leading into the playoffs. I'll just leave it like that. Yeah, this team is is kind of stumbling itself into October baseball. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen a team stumble into the playoffs and then just like turn it on. And right. if you have, if you've actually oh well in 19, you know, if you'd remember that, then write it on the YouTube comments box and and, and let us know because we want to hear from you on, on YouTube. Uh and make sure to subscribe and hit that like button. But man, I again, like I said in the op- in the cold open, we it's about keeping players healthy. You 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 kind of have to understand that them winning eighty seven games, eighty eight games, eighty nine games, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What you want uh, is a couple of things that actually happened during this game. Number one, Tyler Glass now tremendous three and two thirds. Seven punchies, no runs allowed. He looked good. His stuff looked crisp. And I like the fact that he struggled, Kevin, in the first inning. I think he had 24, 25 pitches in the first inning and then basically cleaned it up. He cleaned it up himself by 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 being a little bit more efficient. In the second inning, I think he got it done with 10 pitches. So really good stuff from, from Tyler. Um, this is a tough lineup. So the fact that his stuff plays well against it. It is very um, encouraging for race yeah. fans and, and, and looking into October Tyler glass. Now that is a positive. And the other positive Kevin from this game that I can take is the Rays remembered that they can also put the ball over the fence, not yes. once, but twice. Wander Franco had not hit a home run since July. Boom. Over the over, I know, right? Over the green monster, fantastic. That's October baseball. That's October wander. That's fantastic to see. But it wasn't only him. 
Manuel Margot also got into the fun and put one over the, the, the monster as well. And he hadn't done it. Kevin, do you know when was the last? I don't know if you've researched this, but do you know when was the last time Manuel Margot had a home run? The fact that you're asking that question means it's probably been a while. I would say since August at some point. I mean, it seems like nobody's hit a home run the month of September so. Asper Dwayne stats in the broadcast. He said May. Really? May. Let's remember he had a couple of months without activity. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. But May. It's it's unreal the lack of pop from these rays. But it was nice to see uh that on, on Monday evening. Again, you take the L, it sucks more for the ego dent than anything else, but Tyler Glasnow looked good. He's healthy. Wander got up some some power in him. Manuel Margot got some power in him. There are some positives with this game, Kevin. I just want the Rays to – it would be great if they win the series against the Red Sox, but I want them to win a game in chilly, windy conditions before they face Cleveland. That's what I'm looking for here over these next couple days because from what I hear, I was not in Boston, but looking at the forecast and – uh, looking at some of the visuals, it can get kind of uncomfortable for a raised team or a franchise that's accustomed to playing uh, 72 degrees in the AC with no wind at all. So I, again, this is just the eye test. Randy Rosarena looked uncomfortable. Just not, not okay. I mean, he was doing the whole, you know, ski mask thing that they do baseball players uh what is that called do you know what that's called oh the warmer i would just call it a head warmer yeah honestly you look like a nun like you know it it looks like what nuns would do in boston you know before they go to church um he was wearing that thing i mean he just looked out of place i know left field is a funky place to play the outfield but he didn't look crisp out there he yeah uh, you know, uh, good point. Good point with the weather. And I do believe, though, Boston is going to be colder than Cleveland at this mm-hmm. at this uh, time of the year. So it's good practice, but it's not going to be like this is exactly what is going to happen in, in Cleveland. I'm telling you, it's such a culture shock when not only playing in the trop, but when you make your offseason home Florida and you spend so much time in Florida. And a lot of these players, uh, American or otherwise, they come from warmer climates. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's an adjustment for sure. Uh, all right, we'll move on from the, uh, Rays Red Sox recap, some other fun things to discuss. Uh, but first we have to tell you about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info. This season, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. 
I just want to make a point that I just found the game logs from Manuel Margot from 2022. Do you know how many home runs he has this season? I looked it up. He has three or four, right? Yeah, four after today. The last one was on May 8th against Seattle. May 8th. Do you know when was his second of the season? May 6th? I don't know. May 7th against the Seattle Manners. You know when was his first one? May 6th? May 5th? May 6th against the Seattle Mariners. He went back-to-back-to-back games with a home run. That's like a Brett Phillips stat. In in Seattle. It's not like, you know, Camden Camden Yards of of 2019 or 2021 or whatever. Okay, I went a little bit, but it was odd. I saw that and I was like, that's ridiculous. And so, yeah, now, race fans, you are more knowledgeable about Manuel Margot's home run track of 2022. And interestingly, Manny Margot, despite the lack of power, probably has one of the higher OPSs on this roster because there's only one guy with an OPS above 800, and that is, is it Yandy Diaz? I think it's Yandy Diaz. I think Randy's close, isn't he? Uh. I'm last I checked, man, I'm doing this on the fly, but I'm pretty sure there was only one raised player with an OPS over 800. It is Yandy Diaz at 828. Randy Rosarena is at 776. Okay. Actually, seven are above 700. Seven. Yeah. All right. I was was just trying to make a joke, I guess, about the raise offense or lack thereof. (laughs) Uh, now, again, yeah. the Rays opponent this uh, coming weekend, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, they've only got two guys with an OPS over 800. But one of those guys is named Jose Ramirez, who's a legit 30 homer power threat, which the Rays do not have. And that counts for something. Um I'm going to rip and read here. I'm going to steal a little uh, something from our buddy Mark Topkin. He did his, uh, I guess, a, a compilation of best and worst from the season. He outlined his Rays team MVP, the most disappointing Ray, and the most pleasant surprise, the, the Rays player who was most of a pleasant surprise this season. Uh, and I want to get your take on this, Ulysses. Um, Rays team MVP, and again, just... He named a lot of different guys throughout this trilogy here, but I think it was pretty unanimous that Shane McClanahan was the guy. Do you agree with that? No, I do not. Okay. I do not because I think MVP, is un, unless you're doing Bob Gibson next 1968 type of stuff, right? You, can, you can't give the MVP to a guy that takes the ball every five days. Okay. You got to give it to a position player. And that position player has a name, and that is Yandy Diaz. Okay. It's Yandy Diaz. Dude, like, stayed healthy. And I know people are going to be like, well, what about the shoulder discomfort that's happening right now? He himself has said, I can play, but they're not letting him because they want him fresh for the playoffs. Like, right. if it was, if, if it's, he's going to play in the playoffs, people. So he stayed healthy. I mean, look at the numbers in 136 games. That's a pretty sizable uh, chunk of the season in, in any year. 
Um, I mean, that's going to be 140 games. Look at the slash line. 297, 403 on base. Can you say yum, yums? I can. 425 slugging, an 828 OPS, a 144 OPS plus nine home runs. A guy that doesn't hit home runs, he almost get, get, got, got to double digits. I, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I got to give it to him. 71 runs scored, 33 doubles. And, and, and the most amazing thing about Yandy Diaz is that in the year 2022, he right. has 59 strikeouts and 78 walks. I will repeat that. 59 strikeouts to 78 walks. Yeah. Yeah. MVP, Yandy Diaz. No, I, I like that pick. And I think the general ability to stay healthy season and I guess last season, because that's been a big overarching concern for Yandy Diaz since he became a Ray was, Hey, is he ever going to play, you know, 120, 130, 140 games? Well, now we've basically seen it two consecutive years. And I think that counts for something where, okay, we can discount the last, however many games that he's basically set out. But if he's been relatively healthy, Game in, game out, week in, week out, month in, month out. You can see the type of production that he can put up. A rarity. Yeah. Just the the on base percentage alone, and the lack of strikeouts <laughs> alone should should merit him uh, that at the very least offensive MVP. And I know we we you know it'd be great if man if he had uh, twenty two homers next to his name instead of nine, but thirty three doubles. That's nothing to sneeze at either. So no. Okay, I like that. Um, the most disappointing Ray. This was always tough because you like all of these guys, and yeah. Um, oof, uh, most disappointing Ray. Uh, do, do they have to be with the team still? No, you can do whatever you want. Then I would have to go Brett Phillips, man. Okay. I mean, that was disappointing after last year. I mean, the, the drop-off was so steep. Like, I mean, we knew that he wasn't going to hit 13 home runs, but right. I, to just be a 147 batting average, 225 on base, 250 slugging, 40 OPS plus, Kevin. 40 OPS plus. I mean, that's just that, – that, that, that just can't happen. He was – Definitely a a a disappointment uh, of this year. Worse than Taylor Walls offensively. What does that tell you? Exactly. It also exactly. tells you there's a limit to what the Rays will tolerate on offense. Again, I think it might have been a different story if because you can't have a Brett Phillips and a Taylor Walls getting as much playing time as they did. You you can deal with one of those guys, but you can't deal with multiple, hey, 500, under 500 OPS guys, yeah, no matter how good their defense is. Unless you have a, a, a other seven guys who are putting 850 OPSs, if you've got the, the Phillies – you know, if you've got a couple Aaron judges there, if, you, if you're, if, if you've got, you know, Trout and, and Otani, yeah, then they can carry the load for a Walls and, and, and a Brett Phillips, but yeah. that's not the race. That's not the race. So you can't carry both of them. Now, if you want to talk about somebody who is with the team, yeah, Taylor Walls' 
offensive lack of offensive production has been disappointing. I thought he was going to be at, you know, a mm-hmm. 230 batting average guy, like 650, 690, kind of a, a Kevin Kiermeyer. I really thought he was going to be Kevin Kiermeyer esque, you know, yeah. but in the infield. And he turned out to be, I mean, Kevin, for all the, the crap that a lot of race fans have given Kevin Kiermeyer over the years about the lack of production with the bat, Kevin Kiermeyer never smelled anything close to the zip code of lack of offensive production that Taylor Walls did in 2022. Never did he ever was yeah. around the, the, the zip code of Taylor Walls' offensive production. And I know before people say he was exposed, he was exposed. Yeah, I get it. He was exposed. But even then, this much wolf. Right. Uh, for the record, uh, Topkin threw out um, Josh Lowe in G-Man Choi as most Ooh. disappointing rays. And then, I mean, you can go – I won't go into the just guys that got hurt. I mean, just poor performance on the field is what we'll stick with here. Uh, which yeah. G-Man Choi, by the way, I am I know we have – this is – it's like a joke of, hey, he's, he's not coming <laughs> back, and then he comes back, but he's not coming back. No chance in hell he's coming back. I I would I I for another episode. <laughs> okay, I'd say there's a there's a zero point one percent chance that he returns to the race in 2023. So I'll leave it. At Somebody want to take those odds on Bet Online? You you guys can go ahead and and and, and put some green skittles on that. You got to sure. give up. There's other guys waiting in line that are a lot cheaper that can stay healthier that uh anyway yeah this is a an episode for another day um yeah. okay and then the the final uh topkin uh, ism here uh most pleasant surprise for the rays in 2022 is i think i think we already did this kind of by ourselves maybe a couple weeks ago yeah. um on the episode and and my op- opinion has not changed i was so happy when they traded for him because I looked at the savant, I looked at the numbers, and I also looked at where he comes from. And I knew that he was going to be a really just good player for the race. And he's turned out to be a great player for the race. And that's Harold Ramirez. I mean, nobody would have thought, oh, Harold Ramirez? Yeah, he's going to hit 300, uh, 306. He's going to have an on base percentage of 350. He's going to have a slugging of 412. Uh, nobody uh, an OPS of 760 OPS plus of 122 he's going to have 118 games by the time that this uh, season ends 120 games by Harold Ramirez over 430 plate appearances I mean it's a chunk of a sample size Uh, it, it, it cannot be anybody anybody else but Harold Ramirez would would be uh the wrong answer to, to be quite frank. All right, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say, okay, Harold Ramirez is a very good choice, but uh, my opinion has altered since then. Um, I'm going to have to go with the guy who has compiled a 2.45 ERA and 132 innings, and that would be Jeffrey Springs. Yeah, yeah, that's, Springs. that's a good one. Let's also consider it's not like Jeffrey Springs was – the hot shot prospect that we expected this type of output that he would 
mold himself into a starter and really into an elite one at that at this juncture. I mean, this was a guy that was DFA'd by the Red Sox. This was a guy that was a 30th round draft pick. This was a guy that the Rays acquired along with Chris Mazza uh, for Ronaldo Hernandez. And everybody was, you know, ticked off, for lack of a better word, that what we get Springs and Mazza. They didn't do crap with the Red Sox. Uh, and to see how he's elevated and taking his game to the next level is really, really remarkable. And you look at, and what's funny too is it's not like, oh man, he's got a, he, he doesn't have Shane McClanahan stuff, but his changeup, oh my gosh, that is, yeah, that is uh, what you roll out on the highlight reels. Just the, it's like, like a 40, like he, he strikes out. All, all the metrics with the changeup are amazing. And the big one, of course, is the, the differential between the, the fastball and the changeup, 10 miles per hour, and the deception uh, and the dive off of that. But, man, you, I, I, w- I would not have expected Jeffrey Springs to do what he's done this season. And, and not even really as a reliever. Like you say, okay, Jeffrey Springs, he'll give you 60 innings. 65 70 innings i don't even know if i would have given him an era in a strikeout rate in a whip of what he has right now yeah no that's uh that's uh you know we we can do one a one b maybe one for a pitcher and one for a position player because you're right i mean on everything that you've said this guy has been lights out and i know you said oh he doesn't have the same stuff as shane mcclanahan no he doesn't but if we can cherry pick just for funsies because okay. let's, this is entertainment. We like to entertain through Rays baseball. That's this, this is what we do. The ERA for Shane McClanahan, 2.54. ERA for Springs, 2.45. Right. Um, if we look at ERA plus, Shane McClanahan's, 144. Jeffrey Springs, 150. Yeah. And those two. Whip, right. 3.01 for Shane McClanahan. Jeffrey Springs, 3.06. So in a, in a few categories, you can see how Jeffrey Springs is throwing the ball with as much success as a guy that basically was the front runner for the Cy Young until July, until the All-Star game. Right. The, yeah. It, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. I mean, his, in the, what I said about his stuff not being as good as McClanahan, I meant more so in the line of not having a 99-mile-per-hour yeah, fastball yeah. from the left side and a 92-mile-an-hour slider. But his combination, his repertoire, and how he goes about what he does on the mess is successful right now, if not more successful than what Shane McClanahan is doing as of late. And again, this is he's getting more action, more play than he ever has in his career and he's having more success. I mean, this is one of the great reinvention turnaround development stories that the Rays may have ever had from a raise from a, from a pitching standpoint. I think they, they did it in back-to-back years, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs. I mean, who's it going to be next year? I mean, uh, what are we talking about? Garrett Clevenger is just going to be, uh, an ace for, for next year, which, by the way, Garrett, Garrett Clevenger has looked so, so good. I really like his stuff. It, it's very Jake McGee-ish. 
stuff from the left-hand side. So, no, really, really good uh, pick there with Jeffrey Springs. I would put him in 1A, 1B, co-surprisers, MVP, whatever the title the top can put in. Yeah. Also, cherry picking from Topkin here. He he threw out a couple interesting bullet points, and I want to get your take on what you think is the most remarkable stat, either for better or worse. Okay, there's some interesting putting a bow on things here with some some numbers that come about, um, and I've got four here. One, Corey Kluber. At 36 years old, leading the team in starts. Uh, two, the Rays running into a majors most 71 outs on the bases, not including pickoffs, cut stealings, or force plays. Three, back on August 1st, the Rays used the first batting order in modern history with players born in eight countries. On September 15th, they had the first lineup with the hitters all from Latin American countries. Four, the Rays have used a team record tying 61 players and 37 pitchers. On a related note, 26 pitchers have wins, second most in big league history. The 2016 Braves had 28. So which of those bullet points that I read off strikes you the most, good, bad, or otherwise? that's a good compilation it's a really good one and i think the ranking would be tough to do i i think i would start to take out the um the number of of players used because that now although incredible yeah we as race fans have gotten used to the absurdity of the number of players that it takes for a 162 game season to be played if you are in the Rays organization, it just is right. going to take a bunch of guys, depth, depth, depth. Um, so I would take that one out. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm between two. Okay. The actually three, cause the bleep in base running has been so awful. It's been so it's gotten better. Yeah, it's gotten better. I, I I used to remember like it happened every game. Now it's like maybe once a week, and you're like, oh, this thing again. Um, I think you even said maybe like two months ago, like, can we see a whole series without a, yeah. a, a an error? And and like we've kind of see it seen it um, lately. Uh, that that because it got better, I have to take it out. But it it was okay. pretty awful. I think my top two would be number one, the lineup with all of them being born in Latin America. That is impressive to me, not because it's like, oh, you know, how cool, because it is cool, but right. it strikes me because it's 2022 and this is the first time that this has happened. That, yeah. that, I can't believe that that's actually real. Like, I feel like they're going to come out one day and be like, oh, actually, no, that actually happened in 1995. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we we right. forgot. Like, It's not like, hey, this this entire starting big league lineup, all the players were born in Idaho or something like that. Like, this is like, Latin America. It's not like – it'd be one thing if it – oh, one country. Like, all Dominican – like, I honestly thought there'd be a lineup with all Dominican players. 
Right. Like, I mean, right. Like, I mean, it, 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 but, and, and, and the crazy thing is like, it had so many countries. It had Panama, Venezuela, uh, Colombia, Mexico, Dominican Republic. It had Cuba. It, 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 it was unreal. It was unreal. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm tied that one for first. And the other one would be Corey Kluber starting the most games because, I think w- with Evan Klosky, we, we talked about this when he was signed for $8 million. I said, if he gives the same production for $8 million that he gave the Yankees for 10, which was about 80 innings, I think that would be perfect as long as he's healthy for the, for, for the October run. Well, he's pitched 164 innings. That's two innings less than Shane McClanahan, people. Mm. It's two innings less. So he's basically top. More starts. I mean, it, it's it's really incredible. And, and and you're right. He's 36. He's doing the same, basically the same workload as a 25 year old in, in tip top shape. It's it's incredible what we've seen. The yeah. endurance that we've seen from from Corey Kluber. So th- those are my two. Are, are the, uh, do you have a, a different uh, ranking there? No, that that's that's about right. I did think that um, the of course the the amount of players that were used, like we've sort of seen that before. But the fact that 26 pitchers have wins is kind of crazy. But the Corey Kluber thing, especially after so many injury-riddled seasons, um, it I mean, it, just on a bright spot, it's good to see him be so available this entire year. And it wasn't all for naught, by the way. He added $5 million in bonuses to his $8 million salary. So I that. think that's, that's something that was uh, – important to of course him and the well let's think about this with Corey Kluber he never despite winning two Cy Youngs he has yet to have that huge major payday like he's made a lot of money his career don't get me wrong but there's a lot of other pitchers that are way above him on the career earnings list that you would think how did how did these guys surpass him because he just Never the the timing just wasn't there for whatever reason. So, a Rick Porcello, for example, yeah. didn't Rick Porcello like win the the Cy Young and then he went on and and, and signed an extension? Or Nathan Yovaldi also did yeah. that too. Like, I mean, they're good pitchers, but like they're not Corey Kluber esque like right. at all. Yeah, and again, Corey Kluber, he threw eighty innings in twenty twenty one, one inning in twenty twenty, thirty five and two thirds in twenty nineteen, and then. He was, you know, throwing 200 plus innings the the previous five or six years with Cleveland, respectively. So. Quick, quick over under earning salary total for um, Corey Kluber in his life. Uh, oh, you want me to throw out a number? I uh, no, the number is 65. Oh, you want me to say over or under? Like right now, what he has? Yeah. What do you think? Is it over 65 million or is it under 65 million? Man, I almost want to say push. Um, I'm going to say slightly over. You would not be incorrect. 79 mil. Okay, so a little more than I thought then. Yeah. The, the, no, but you're it, right. He never got the bag bag. Yeah, yeah. That's not the bag. Not the Barry Zito whatever. Right. No. Matt, Matt Kane. Right. Guys that are good but don't have two side youngs. Yeah, and he finished, I mean, what, a couple – other top 10 finishes as well. So yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Um, very good there. Uh, also, quick shout out to the Durham Bulls for winning uh, the International League Championship. That was that was a fun game. I, I watched it intermittently. And when they were down, man, I was like, oh, man, they're really going to lose. But as soon as that pitcher in the ninth inning d- did a, a couple balls uh, outside of the strike zone to Xavier Edwards, I'm like, they have a shot. Yeah. And it was and it was incredible a ninth inning to to watch. Uh, I want to give a shout out to friend of the program, Gwen Witherspoon. Tremendous diving catch in the eighth inning. Um, he had a good game, couple walks. Uh, we've talked on Instagram um, lately, and it would be a pleasure for us to have Gwen Witherspoon again with us and yes. and kind of uh, talk to him about his experience. And the other thing, too, about this uh, Durham Bulls championship roster or the guys who got action in the 13 nothing blanking of the Nashville Sounds, uh, I kind of like that it's just they just play the one game. It's like they literally treat it like a national championship, I guess, like a football game or something. Um, but Al Brujan, Roman Quinn, and Josh Lowe, Luke Rayleigh, Renee Pinto – Jacob Yacobonis, Calvin Fauche, uh, all those guys played with the Rays at some point this season. So. And, and, and the next game, too. The next game, you also saw, you know, Bradley, I know, didn't have his, his best stuff in the final game there, gave up four runs. But uh, that's why, you know, they can be prospects, but they, they need some seasoning. And, you know, the bright lights might have gotten to Bradley, but – uh, that that's okay. He the, the team won, and I think that's what's important. Oh wait, so I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at October first. I need right, so, to up my uh, my AAA baseball watching. Uh, <laughs> I think the lineup was roughly the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, it had a lot of the same names. Vidal Bruhan wasn't there because he was making the trek up to Boston. But yeah, my my point stands that there were a lot of a uh, lot of yes. Raised, uh, uh, a lot of Rays uh, stains on on that Durham Bulls lineup and, yeah. and on the uh, pitching staff there. So very yeah. good. Congratulations to them, and congratulations to all of the Rays minor league affiliates. I mean, they continue to just kill it left and right. So yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Wednesday with a mailbag episode.